0: as night begins to fall, as the gates begin to close, we come to this moment, we come together to consecrate this moment in time for no other purpose but to remember those we love who died in this past year and in seasons past. As we dedicate this holy space to our tears, our laughter, and the panoply of our memories to the individuals dearest to us. We can learn something from a public figure who died less than one month ago, Oliver Sacks, the neuroscientist and prolific writer. 82-year-old Oliver Sacks, learned this past January that his cancer had returned and spread. He penned a series of essays that help us find our way through the thicket of grief that loss can place before us. The ideas expressed in his writings are a gift to the living as we mourn our beloved dead. Upon learning his fate, Saxe's written reflections show us that he felt he held steadfast to his trademark curiosity and insatiable appetite for life. Even as he gave name to his feelings of sadness and fear, the predominant emotions reflected in his final essays are both gratitude for having lived at all as well as a realization that he could honestly say that he had lived a good and worthwhile life. As we cast about for sources of comfort, we too can be grateful that our loved ones lived at all, and we are thankful for the good and meaningful lives they led. In an essay entitled, My Own Life, Sachs wrote, I have been increasingly conscious for the past 10 years or so of deaths among my contemporaries. My generation is on the way out, and each death I have felt as an abruption, a tearing away of a part of myself. There will be no one like us when we are gone, But then, there was no one like anyone else, ever. When people die, they cannot be replaced. They leave holes that cannot be filled, for it is the fate, the genetic and neural fate of every human being, to be a unique individual, to find his own path, to live his own life, to die his own death. If you are in your 80s or 90s, you may well share Saxe's sense of the closure of a generation, even as you yourself are still privileged to awaken each day to life's extraordinary beauty. When we mourn, we mourn not only for the individuals we loved who died at all the different ages, young and old, but we also mourn an entire generation on the way out. The difficult gift of living many decades is to experience this departure. What I appreciate about Oliver Sacks is that he simply acknowledges it. Whether they died in youth or in old age, we remember them all. We are so grateful for the lives of each person we remember today. We love them, we miss them. Yet even in the face of their loss, we are reminded that they were a bridge from one generation to the next. Life does continue. We mourn them even as we embrace the hope of the next generation. Sax's essay that many of you may most remember is the one called The Sabbath. This essay was published very shortly before his death. Among other things, the essay is a tribute to the power of our memories. In it, he wrote, around midday on Friday, my mother doffed her surgical attire and devoted herself to making gefilte fish and other delicacies for Shabbat. Just before evening fell, she would light the ritual candles, cupping their flames with her hands and murmuring a prayer. We would all put on clean, fresh Shabbos clothes and gather for the first meal of Shabbat, the evening meal. On Saturday mornings, My three brothers and I trailed our parents to Cricklewood synagogue. The shul was always full during my boyhood, and we all had our assigned seats, the men downstairs, the women upstairs. As a little boy, I sometimes waved to them during the service. Though I could not understand the Hebrew in the prayer book, I loved its sound, and especially hearing the old medieval prayers sung led by our wonderfully musical chazan. Now, some consider this an essay on the importance of the Sabbath, and it is a lyrical reminder, but I think there's more to it. This essay is about memory, about the power of our memories, and about how our memories sustain us. During this sacred moment of Yiskor, we dwell on our favorite memories of the one the ones we loved who died before us. Those memories cause us to tear up, laugh, to sigh. These memories fill us up. They sustain us. Then there is Oliver Sacks's essay on the memories of his mother's gefilte fish. Now, I hate to raise this before we break our fast. I won't go into all the details, but he describes in great detail the wonderfulness of his mother's homemade gefilte fish. He describes how, at the very end of his life, when he can hardly swallow any kind of food anymore, he manages to get down a little gefilte fish from the best delis in New York. He recalls conscious memories of gefilte fish from about age four. He concludes the essay with the words, gefilte fish will usher me out of this life, as it ushered me in 82 years ago. But what I think sustained him more than the best New York gefilte fish is the memory. It is our memories that sustain us. Oliver Sacks' Shabbat essay concludes with a stunning thought conveyed in two sentences. He writes, and now, weak, short of breath, my once firm muscles melted away by cancer, I find my thoughts increasingly not on the supernatural or the spiritual, but on what is meant by living a good and worthwhile life, achieving a sense of peace within oneself. I find my thoughts drifting to the Sabbath, the day of rest, the seventh day of the week, and perhaps, he writes, the seventh day of one's life as well when one can feel that one's work is done, and one may, in good conscience, rest. Night is falling, the gates are closing on this Yom Kippur, which the rabbis call the Sabbath of Sabbaths, Shabbat Shabbaton. On this Shabbat, Shabbaton, may we be grateful for all those whom we remember at this hour simply for having lived and been part of our lives. May our memories sustain us as we recall them, especially as we recall the parts of them and their lives that they would most wish for us to remember. They lived their lives Some went out with their generation. Many left far too soon. Perhaps death really is the seventh day of one's life, when one can feel that one's work is done and one may, in good conscience, rest. May each of our loved ones know an eternal Shabbat of rest and peace even as we will always remember them. Amen.